0: okay well welcome. welcome 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 guys thank you so happy to have you here thomas and mani Hi Hi guys so we're here to talk about um erotic mm-hmm. dance and striptease and um let's start
1: with you yes yeah. ask me any questions yeah. so Tell me about your journey into striptease, mm. how it began. Mm. Well, yeah, as I was telling you, like, it began when I was, I think, 15, 15, yeah. I was, um, I was in school and we were organizing, like, a party for uh, for my, one of my friends' birthday. And, uh, and all her friends came to me and were like, Thomas, we would really love to, to have a strip, a stripping, a strip for her and I think it would be perfect fit. And I was like, you know, at this age, it was like this moment of your of your teenagehood where you, yeah, you know, when you're getting in touch with sexuality, sexuality, you know? So I was like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna be that bad, you know? And, um, and yeah, and I went for it. But in that time, it was like, a, also like, you know, I wasn't sober, I was like distracting myself with, um, with the, a bit of alcohol to get the courage, you know, to step into, um, into that role. I was dressing as a policeman. <clears throat> yeah. And that and the outfit was like way too way too loose for me. Like I was I was such a small kid, you know, in like a massive pant <laughs> and everything, you know. It was ridiculous. Um so yeah, that was my very first experience. Wow. Yeah. And it was yeah, it felt like, you know, this stress when you're on stage in front of people, you know mm-hmm. friends, you know, yeah. and even if you have a bit of alcohol like you have this uh, People have an expectation on you, and, and having that role and, and doing things, to, to yeah, to to perform. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, it's such an amazing feeling that I enjoy very much. Mm. So I kept on doing that to some of my partners, and then I stepped into um, into getting getting to Australia and finding yeah, finding a job as a stripper. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, hey, yeah, I shouldn't should get money for that. Yeah. And that was um, that was that was beautiful, beautiful to, Yeah, just to to find myself again, like being in the situation of like, yeah, I'm getting a lot of um, a lot of attention. You know, like a lot of things came from like a very good um, <clears throat> place first. And um, and yeah, it was it wasn't till a few years later that I realized actually how beneficial it was for me.
0: So tell me about that, actually, mm. like, the transition from wanting to strip for other people's pleasures, mm. and then how that changed into something a little bit more deep for you. Mm. Like, when when was that shift for you? And what, mm. maybe what happened exactly, maybe a moment?
1: No, it wasn't a moment. It no. was, like, very much years, years, past past my stripping time in, in Australia even even then and, and a year later I didn't realize, you know, I wasn't looking back too much to that so it was very much when when I studied. I don't know, I think when when things in your life start to shift and you, and you perceive life in a very different aspect and, and basically your mind is opening into, into diverse dimensions then you can look at many things of your past and you're like wow actually I gained that from that moment, like this is this is definitely coming from there, and like all oh, mm. this confidence, this, this ability to maybe speak in public, or that definitely came from a place of like, yeah, I had to create, I had to fake it until I made it, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to build that, or to find it within myself, and it was both moments, mm. you know, when you're very vulnerable and you have to to get naked in, in front of a lot of a being, you know, that 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 you love, you know, like, that's the sex you love, you know, and you're and you're being so so open to you about your body, Mm -hmm. that's very... To people that you don't know. To people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And people you know too, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely
0: How do you think the world sees striptease? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and how is it different from maybe the hidden language of strip? Like, do you feel Mm -hmm. like it's misinterpreted?
1: Do you think that strippers are misinterpreted? Yes, and yes, yes, I would say mainly yes, but I would would also say that that in a sense no, because um, there is this role, like the way you perform as a stripper from the outside, it doesn't look like what I can explain, like what what a stripper can explain about the experience, Mm -hmm. That, as a client who is receiving the thing, you know, in a venue and you're having fun with your friends and everything, you don't see that at all. What's no going way. on inside? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no way. So there tell me, no tell
0: me what that is. What, what do you think people see on the outside mm-hmm. and what's going on inside?
1: On the outside, I would say that people see, they don't see the person, they see a performance. Mm-hmm. And by seeing a performance, it mean that there is no, there's not much of like, of like a human behind that. Mm-hmm. So there is no much emotions, mm-hmm. um, this is a generality right now, but um, yeah, but from what I, from the idea that I had before a bit also, so, you know. So my own judgment, and the judgment that still has through it, and uh, and yeah, from what I've seen, there is no. It wasn't Thomas, you know. It's, it's not Thomas, uh, the French guy. It's it's another name that you that you've been given, and um, and yeah, you're you're that piece of art in that moment, and that's it, you're, you're, not, you're not much than, than the desire they create and they put on you in that moment, so, yeah, it's very far, and for men's people also they have like this, uh, this kind of um, image of idiots some, somehow, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, this guy has got a lot of muscles, mm-hmm. he dances, he does a show, you know, he's very like a, a toy. man and yeah, mm-hmm. and a toy, and he's here for that, that's his purpose, you know, he's he's done, that's maybe why he, he, he's doing that, you know, mm. it's good money, it's, it's yeah. maybe easy to do, mm. or actually, this is very complicated to do. And, mm. you know, there are many, many different aspects of it, I think, it's mm. yeah, but massive difference, yeah. yeah. Mm. Amazing, thank you. My <laughs> Can I have the water, please? Of
0: course you
1: can. Hi. Mm-hmm.
0: Hi. So, <laughs> um, I know a little bit of your journey and I really want you to share that because I think there's so much depth especially for the identity of women Mm. in the journey that you have been through so maybe just tell us a little bit about um, your journey from um, seeing this world in a shameful way and bringing it into your power into your erotic expression Mm. that has become of what you are today
2: so yeah i was um i was working as a stripper also in australia for a period of three years on and off i was actually coming between here and australia and i would work for like four months at a time and uh, i remember when i was 18 I'd met a girl that was a friend of mine, and she said that she had gotten a job as a stripper, and I was horrified. Mm-hmm. And I just I remember feeling concern mm-hmm. for her, and kind of disgust. Mm. And then when I came to Thailand, I started doing a lot of inner work. Um, looking at my own sexuality, sensuality, my relationship to that and also sort of unpacking a lot of the slut-shaming which was our previous interview, a lot of the slut-shaming I'd received just for being perceived as sensual or whatever. And I realised that I really wanted a place that I could explore my eroticism and my sensuality with full permission. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend of mine, Sean, and he was telling me about the fact that his girlfriend had had a similar journey to me as a teenager, having a lot of projection um, and that she kind of went in there and explored herself in a strip club and he suggested that I should do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm already a dancer since a young girl, so... The idea of dancing and erotic dance felt really excited exciting for me and so i went and yeah i got a job there in melbourne um not for the money i went for the experience Mm -hmm. and i remember the first night that i was there i got up on the table and the pole it was a pole and a table uh, you get on the table and there's a pole on the table. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and um, I remember closing my eyes and grabbing the pole and my movement and the way that I dance is naturally very snake-like, you could say. Mm. So when my body and kind of my feel started to connect with this undulation and spiralling, the first thought that came to me was like, I was born to be a stripper (laughs) this feels like home and what was so powerful is because dance is my meditation like dance Mm. is my access point to nothingness it's like where i meet myself fully and so that's that place being able to fully express myself with total permission of the parts that are deemed as taboo Mm within this kind of laboratory um, and being seen in that was really powerful and healing for me. Mm. Um, I gained so much. I had already been qualified as a psychotherapist at that time, so I was doing a lot of inner work and a lot of shadow work. So I was actively working with all these dimensions of my being and the shadow outside of me because the sex industry is very shadowy and, Highly misogynistic, but I went in there with a particular armor Mm. that carried me and protected me because I was going there for a particular Mm. investigation. Mm. So I'm not saying that this is what any other women's experiences are like. I know maybe one or two other women who have had similar journeys to me, but overall, I'm not promoting. I just want to like say a disclaimer I'm not promoting the sex industry, I'm not saying to go and be a stripper, I'm just really talking about my own journey. Mm-hmm. Um and and I had already worked through a lot of body shame and sexual shame by that point. So mm-hmm. that wasn't even a thing for me. And I let go of all of my shame um around identifying as a stripper and being really comfortable talking about it when I told my parents. Before that I had hit it a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I had told my parents I felt free and the funny thing is my dad was a mail stripper as well. Yeah. When he moved to Australia when he was like twenty five, he was Captain Andrew. Andrew. Captain Andrew and he was doing male striptease as well so oh, when wow. I told my daddy was like oh it runs in yeah. the family my mum was more <laughs> horrified and had to move through a lot of discomfort but oh, I was yeah. feeling really grateful to be in the family because they know what I'm like they know that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a, a reckless case. so mm.
0: yeah wow did you feel how, how did people respond when on one side they know you're a psychotherapist and on one side they know that you're a stripper. What people are you talking about? Anyone. Like outside of the strip club? Outside of the strip club,
2: Um. Well, while I was stripping, it was just my close friends and actually my partner at the time. They knew me. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't like I wasn't – I was living in Asia and I was running workshops and retreats and just doing private sessions here. So it wasn't like I was this – um, conservative psychotherapist, and then at night time going to the strip mm-hmm. club, and I wasn't like living a double
3: life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So
2: it was almost expected that I would go and be a stripper,
3: right? <laughs> right. right, right. So,
0: yeah. And when did that transition from stripping or dancing to um, when did you find a the therapeutical side of the dance the whole
2: time from the beginning because it was my attitude, like yeah. I had already dived deep into sacred sexuality and conscious sexuality so my relationship to that experience was was um anchored in these what i would call more neo-tantric principles Of. of the divine feminine and masculine archetypes, which I don't really go into so much these days, but back then I was very much identifying as goddess energy and the man that I was dancing for was the divine masculine. And so I really interfaced these types of archetypal experiences, which Mm -hmm. were actually happening Mm -hmm. in there. So it was really like invoking these ancient temple-like experiences of the sacred prostitute for me, which would happen eons ago where there were temples that the sacred prostitutes would invite the men in from war and tend to them. Mm. And, like, this dynamic is very old. It's just that misogyny and patriarchy has now fueled in its land and it's turned into, like, a very... Um, overtly sexual and pornographic projection onto women mm. in the sex industry mm. but when you kind of re- move through that which is what I had done, the exchange of holding space for a man and dancing for him and being completely present with him is like a deep healing in itself because a lot for of the both men, of you, well, for me, I was much more in the giving. Mm-hmm. I was getting so much out of giving. Mm-hmm. But say a lap dance, for instance, I'm giving my undying attention to this man. I am touching him in ways that he's never been touched before, fully clothed, um, and receiving. <laughs> rece- well, there's there's clubs where women are um, there's touching clubs, and you know there's so many variety of different expressions of clubs um but just being completely present and Mm. and giving love to this man in a way that actually he'd never received before they would end up really only looking into my eyes Mm. and I had men even crying sometimes because I just never experienced a woman giving so much nurturing attention Mm. and touch Mm. especially in contrast with what was going on in the club which Mm. is very superficial and I was really bringing all of myself, Mm -hmm. as I do in all of my life, Mm -hmm. to that exchange. And it was like a moving meditation, which maybe you'll see soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Real soon. (laughs) For sure. Real soon. Um, Wow. So it sounds to me that there are many kinds of different styles of lap dancing. Yeah, let's say, especially by the person dependent on the person that is transmitting it, and um, and still, I think that if I these people are gonna see a lockdown soon, possibly, and um, like, what do you think? The first, the eyes, what what do they see first? The general public, of course, I am generalizing, but what do you think? How is this misinterpreted? Like. The stripping is misinterpreted yeah. in many ways. Like how, how do I mean, you think? that I'm a
2: whore, that I'm a slut, that I've got um, some terrible things going on in my life, um, that it's my only way to make money. Like there's so many projections. Men would come into the strip club and try to save us. Like they'd be like, "You're so much better than this," mm. you know. And there's like doctors, PhD students. I was there not even for the money. I was making money, but I wasn't there for the money. There are highly intelligent women and men in the sex industry. And the thing is, it's not even about the stripping, it's the projection onto the sex industry and the demonization, even around escorting as well, because this is a service. And people just have so much sexual shame and body shame that they're just projecting all of that onto these spaces because Mm. a strip club or a brothel it's like where all our repression sits Mm. and so when people go in there they liberate these parts of themselves that aren't allowed but it's still especially onto women um projected on because women have been so prone to carry out the virgin mary image and there's this mm-hmm. massive like madonna horse split going on in mm-hmm. the collective psyche mm-hmm. that women especially are just looked upon as basically a whore mm-hmm. in that place which is absolutely not the case at all yeah. Mm-hmm. so well, yeah. yeah yeah i can see that yeah. i can see how, how that is what's happening right yeah, now yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And it's a, lot, it's a lot of emotional burden to carry mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. you've just got to be like Teflon teflon. That's like, yeah. Is that easy to do? You've got to do work. Yeah. yeah, I think that you've got to do some inner work. But even the girls in the strip club who haven't done that, they're super like, we know how
0: fucking awesome it is in yeah. there. We're yeah. like,
2: yeah. fuck, they can do whatever yeah. they want. Yeah. Know, yeah. So.
0: yeah. So I think without further ado we will have our first show with Thomas. With money. No. <laughs> <laughs> season, <laughs>
4: yeah. So
2: for those watching, I've, I've had resistance to doing this because I didn't want it to be like a, a sex show webcam kind of thing. So I'm just going to, to name that, my resistance is there. Um, but I think what I can do is maybe set a bit of a premise around this rather Mm -hmm. than just doing it yeah so i'm going to be giving our beautiful friend here who was just sitting over there (laughs) um, a lap dance and the kind of intention behind this is not to just like slide over someone but actually as a moving meditation and as a way of worshiping the person that i am or fenya that i'm going to dance for so that's really
1: what the intention is sitting so behind, mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I can't wait, I can't wait either. <laughs> <laughs> so, we just soak her down, she's like, she's spending six an <laughs> way, and
4: we just
0: like, yeah, let's a, do a, it. Okay, <laughs> so, oh my gosh, <laughs> 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 we're gonna oops, set up in one second, we'll be back. No. Are you ready?
1: Are you me. ready? Just come and you get the left. <laughs> yeah. Thank Can you so much. Ciao. Can I have you play? Play. Whatever. Whatever you're
3: ready. Sex is good, but have you tried Fucking with yourself I could tell you what it's like The better you find out Sex is good until you come When you're on the road I might change your type I might change your life Sex is good but have you tried Taking off your Right back, <laughs> mm, was wow. it was
2: weird, yeah. It was like, um, yeah, just strange mm. but beautiful.
0: It was just Fenya. Yeah. So, let's come back, palm, mm. and we're back. Wow, <laughs> did you guys enjoy that as much as I did, as much as we did? <laughs> mm-hmm. How are you beautiful. feeling? What, what, what's That's alive shy. in you right yeah. now? Like, is this how you feel? Usually, when you are doing that, yeah. I mean, the the setup
2: is is weird. Um, mm, but can you can
1: to move a little bit I'm cut by the camera. What you know,
2: way? I this <laughs> way. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. Good? No, Good. Yeah. Like it was just oh. being with Fenya. You know, mm,
3: yeah. just
2: being with her and um yeah. How was it for you, Fenya? <laughs> I. The first time,
0: oh. seen <laughs> <Wow. laughs> a dance. Wow! Okay, so many emotions, so, so like not knowing what to do, where to look, where to put your hands. Right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> That's actually. So she's saying like she doesn't know where to look, where to put her hands, and yeah, like there is so many variations and and nuances to doing something like that Mm -hmm. but the main thing is for me it's not about being it's very sensual but it's not about trying to like stick your boobs in their face and like rub it up against them or anything Mm -hmm. like that for me it's really about just like Mm -hmm. nurturing actually Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. nurturing with my energy and with my Mm -hmm. sensuality and with my body because I find that erotic energy is so nurturing Mm -hmm. and there's so many variations of eroticism for me the erotic is aliveness like that's what the erotic is and this is an element of it that's an access point so it's like making love yeah really like it's a meditation and making love and like
0: i was making love to you Mm -hmm. basically wow so beautiful i didn't even remember that there was a
1: camera (laughs) Do you remember that like, you were you were here in this room Yeah, we were behind and you, yeah, yeah.
0: The island, you know. like... I didn't perceive that. I had too much going on in front of me. <laughs> wow. So guys, tell me, what what actually, what emotion are you trying to awaken in people that you are dancing for?
1: It's mm, very impression. It very much depends on the perspective where you, when you're dancing. You know, like some. Um, let's say that maybe before I was uh, I wanted to. It, it very much depends also, like if I'm doing a private with someone that I can find also an attraction. Like there is definitely sometimes a desire to bring a little bit more, you know, than 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 just a show it. It yeah. It very much depends. Um, I catch myself, I caught myself, sometimes not being at all, um, desiring to actually give to that person, you know, because Mm -hmm. sometimes like you also bring bring something that's a that's a performance performance you have to do. Sometimes you're not in the right place, you know, to share Mm -hmm. that, and and yet you have to do the job. Um, So you're not doing it from a place of of love, at least for me. Sometimes I've done it where I wasn't in a really great place. And that definitely affects then the transfer and the sharing of mm. of this um of this thing. But she when she was doing it, she was very much aware and she was very conscious about what she wanted to get mm. out of this, you know. So then as as you're the boss here, you know, you're the queen or the king giving to someone else, according to how you feel inside, this is gonna change entirely the experience of someone yeah. else. You mm. know? It's like the intention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, so uh, your intention
0: uh, changes from person to person? From person from to from person to and me. also from
1: uh, from my perspective, like from where I was at in my life in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and now I think it changes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
2: reckon now, if you went and did that, you would have a different experience with your intention, because okay. you're obviously much more well, maybe not obviously, but you're a little bit more mature than you were when you were
3: like
4: 21 years maybe old. Maybe not I mean, actually, maybe not at all.
2: Actually, let's just completely scrap that. <laughs> no, but I, I, I feel like you would be more devotional yeah. in your offering if you were to go and strip. But maybe not, because I don't know what it's like to be in a male. Like, I see Magic Mike. It's very performative. Like, it seems male stripping. But it's the yeah. same with, with um, stripping for women. <clears throat> there, it can be really performative, mm-hmm. and it mainly is. <coughs> but I would love, like my dream, is to create, a, like a sacred erotic temple for mm-hmm. stripping, where men and women are. And I was running workshops where we mm-hmm. would create temples where mm-hmm. we would invite the men at the end after a three-day immersion. And and dance for them, mm. but doing also that with, mm. with men as well. I remember mm. there are a couple of me and my friends in Bali that wanted to train male strippers and mm. do like this kind of therapeutic, mm. erotic dance for mm. men and women together. Maybe that, that will be our next project. Mm. That would be <laughs> that's the thing. the wow. thing. It's like
1: then the, the intention of of us as facilitators about like how, what is the way we're going to use to teach our, our knowledge, you know. Right. And from from our perspective, then right. it can be completely different okay. than than other strippers who would have very different experiences relationship with, right. that, yeah. with right. that with that activity.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where you are dancing for someone that you don't want to dance for? Yeah. And then what do you do?
1: You go through it. You <laughs> do your job. Yeah. At yeah. least <laughs> yeah. what I did. Yeah. Like you can't you can't really much escape escape because you, you're getting paid for a performance. Or so, they don't know. They, mm. don't, they don't want to have someone who comes and brings mm. their shit. you know, yeah. So, um, so you, yeah, you, you face what's happening within yourself and you try to transform it in, in, in whatever ways. You think of something else, maybe. I don't know. You, mm. you, you can distract yourself quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put barriers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it's amazing. It's so, it's so crazy to think about uh, this world and what it can bring up and all the depths it can go into.
1: Yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. a difference for me, like, of, like, yeah, the, the perception of it when you are completely outside of this uh, of this world, mm-hmm. and when you are actually inside, and and when you realize the depth it gives you <coughs> in your life. Yeah, it's
2: a pretty rich experience. It is. Yeah, and that's why, like, when I met you and I found out that you were a stripper, I was like, I need to know this person because not a lot of people know mm-hmm. that experience, and it's yeah. kind of like this understanding of a world that not many people know about and then we also share the passion for dance as well which like fueled a lot of that and it's really yeah it's really special Mm -hmm. really really special Mm
3: -hmm. it's
2: kind of like swimming in the water and then diving into
0: it you Mm -hmm. know and you find out what's in the underworld because like you know now watching what you just did now with fenya was amazing and i could see that the connection that you built with her in that moment are you able to build that connection with people that you don't know at all? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, for me, if I'm tapped into, it's, again, it's intentional. So in the strip club, like, I had a specific agenda and intention mm-hmm. with how I'm relating. And for me, I would always, I would pick the men that I would dance for, mm-hmm. you know. so. Mm-hmm you're going up and you're chatting to different men and i would avoid anyone under 40 basically Mm -hmm. because i just didn't want to deal with that
1: you would
0: avoid
2: yeah like the young kind of Mm. bachelor party energy Mm. i liked more the mature men because i would talk with them Mm -hmm. i'd give them a whole experience Mm -hmm. and they would end up booking me for like an hour so like talking with them and asking them about their deepest thoughts and mm-hmm. just really being with them as mm-hmm. well, you know, and I'm relating to a human being mm-hmm. and um, I I did take on this kind of therapeutic role in that space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a therapist myself, so I'm always interacting with, deeply with people that I yeah. don't know, at least for the first time, meeting them, Yeah. so I can... I can space Mm. and bring them into that space because I wouldn't sit on the surface in my interaction with Mm. them. Mm. But, yeah, sometimes you are dancing for people that you don't like and there are men who try to cross your boundaries and um, luckily there's a lot of security guards that are just hanging out right there that you can call, you know. Mm. So you build a lot of boundaries um, and really learn to say, like, no and Mm. fuck off. Yeah. And um, yeah,
1: there's a lot of fierceness. In are you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, we're really so. well
2: protected in Australia, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, the it's the people that actually manage the place are fucking assholes. But if something happens to you, they kick the people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really protective of the girls, in my
0: club at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really have this question to ask both of you. How did this? Um, role, this job role, let's say, this passion, how did it um, evolve you as a man, you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the maturity of a man, how did that evolve for you?
1: Hmm. I mean, the first thing that came to mind, I would say, like, the acceptance. Of what? The acceptance of, like, acceptance in general is just such a uh, the quality that in life allows you to grow and to mm-hmm. evolve mm-hmm. very fast mm-hmm. and you know when you look from before stripping and when you're inside and after you know like yeah you go through most, you go through the judgment of people mm-hmm. you, you go through your own judgments and you have a, you have your own shame around or sometimes yeah you just feel completely good about it but going through all that like you have to to accept what you're doing and sometimes you might please people, you might not please. But so yeah, it gives like an, uh, an understanding of like who you are, what, why is the reason you're doing it for, and uh, and yeah, just, just just believing in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and then getting detached from what people can think of you. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's
3: nice.
0: How <laughs> how did it um, empower you as a woman? Mm-hmm more like how yeah. i mean it's maybe different for you because you already started in quite a high level of uh, self-understanding and acceptance and love and do you think that through this it took you to an even deeper um wholeness it's- yeah
2: it still does today like the layers deepen all the time because my work really centers these themes um Yeah, it, it, for me, it really, in my experience, it's contributed to the unpacking of the oppression of women's sexuality mm-hmm. collectively. Mm-hmm. So being in that industry with my particular perception and lens allowed me to see how much repression we have on that energy, especially with women, that is reflected in, like as I've already mentioned, the slut-shaming and the misogyny and the constant, um, uh, the constant denial of that being such a fundamental part of who we Mm -hmm. are as human beings. Mm -hmm. So my experience stripping gave me so much direct experience of it that it's like you can't argue with me about it it's unshakable mm-hmm. and I've built enough strength to not take on people's shit mm-hmm. around it um, because without that it would just be empty mm-hmm. basically yeah. so it contributes to like what I'm an activist for which mm-hmm. is the liberation of women's sexuality mm-hmm. in one part so yeah. 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 yeah and overcoming just sexual shame in general it's ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, yeah, It's still so alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's move into the bedroom, <laughs> into like the physical. <laughs> I mean, we can. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have a beautiful
1: night. Um,
0: <laughs> this is why I do what I do. <laughs> She's just manipulating us. <laughs> Seriously, bringing this to our lovers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Bringing the lap dance, bringing the strip, like, um mm-hmm. yeah, in our our strip classes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I what I found there. Oh, you were doing. He was. You were doing one on ones. did one on ones. Mm-hmm. What I found was completely opposite to what I thought I would find. So, I would really love to hear when I love. I will just go back a little bit to my experience and I always had a lot of shame, a lot of embarrassment, a lot of um, fear to dance erotically for my lovers Mm. and um, always because I thought it needed to look in a certain way and I didn't know, I didn't think I could do it Mm. in the way that I thought it should look like. Which was what? Which was like super, like sexy and sultry and fiery yeah. and um, like it just had this this uh, energy that I felt. I felt like it's not me. Yeah, you know. And then I just kind of avoided this altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would do a little bit of mm-hmm. nothing, but really I would never do a full erotic dance for any of yeah. no one. Mm-hmm. And then we went into. Um, studying behind behind the scenes of, of what is stripping, of what is uh, dancing erotically for, for someone that you love.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would love you to um, tell us what is behind, what, what is stripping for your lover is and what is it not?
1: Mm. What, a, what a good question. Okay. Mm. Ah. Should be with a, for a partner is completely different because there is not this, uh, <laughs> there's not this there's not this particular of performance <laughs> there's not this idea of like um of there could be but you know you, you can't get in, in, in touch of like this path oh I'm going to perform and as you mentioned like I I'm supposed to be sexy I want to turn her or turn him on and this is the goal because after it's like probably There's g- an agenda. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like we're gonna do that, and probably we're gonna have sex. And I'm sure I want to make him want me, and yeah. I want I want to want him too. You know? Yeah. But it's very different in reality. In reality, yeah. like, this is so vulnerable that it's a self-expression. I think in the end of the day, and uh, self-expression for me comes also from like the acceptance of, of the emotions. In the and yeah. and yeah, like I, even even after what I'm gonna what I'm gonna. You're doing a, a stripping, like everything that you feel inside, you know, you, you can exp- you can express it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why. I, uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, there is a lot of embarrassment that you can find within you when you're dancing, when you're expressing, and also when you're looking at your partner. Because, as Finja mentioned, like there's a lot of things happening in your body when you're receiving something so, mm. so intense and so, so sensual. Mm. So. Yeah, accepting everything is is, uh, is I would say is the key, and being playful. I mean, it doesn't have to be to be serious. We're just, you know, we're, we're not like doing this for to get a medal of, uh, of like how beautiful this performance was. You know, yeah. having fun. I think is very good. Very good. Person. But
2: it is. I think there. No, I think there is a part of us that wants validation. Like it's a, and that's a very natural part of being a human being so also for me it's like welcoming the part of me that wants to be validated Mm -hmm. and even even just acknowledging that within myself because Mm -hmm. it can play underneath in a way Mm -hmm. and um and it's okay to want to have validation it's okay to want to be your partner to see in a particular way, but when you're aware of that, then it's not ruling you. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not the intention, yeah. but owning it so it's not like the reason why, then I feel that you can really access all those other nuanced parts of yourself, which is like, as you said, it's really fucking vulnerable. Like that was really fucking vulnerable what I just did, and it will maybe for you too, I don't know. But any time you're showing yourself you Yeah, you can be judged, you can be rejected and so there's a lot of internal strength
4: mm-hmm.
2: even if it's
0: just dancing for your lover in the bedroom. I you
4: know?
0: mean especially Especially. Yeah, especially. It's, yeah. it's
2: really, really vulnerable.
0: Yeah. So I guess what I'm hearing is that this acceptance of allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to be shy if shyness comes out allowing yourself to be, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the top getting stuck on my arm, <laughs> trying exactly. to look all sexy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. Not taking you know, yourself so like, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all of these moments of mm-hmm. um of what is alive, actually, it's like, it's not just this needing to look sexy and, and seduce. Mm-hmm. But what is interesting to me is like, when you are dancing, are you dancing? for them, for their pleasure? Or are you showing them your own pleasure? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: It could be, I mean, for me, it's it's an ecosystem. It's like, um, for me, there's no separation with, in my experience, we were one. You know, for me, I'm one with the person. There's not me and the person. There is a field that's created and mm-hmm. it's, like this generative force of giving and receiving because even mm-hmm. when I'm giving and receiving from her, presence, mm-hmm. so for me, that's what it's about. But if it's a, a different type of intention, it could mm-hmm. be just to give them pleasure or it could be just to be seen, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't think that there's one definitive answer to that question mm-hmm. It's about
0: what your intention is. And, then, mm-hmm.
2: and there could be a million different
0: intentions. Such as? Let's uh, mention a few of them.
2: Yeah, so giving presents to your partner, mm-hmm. you know, like to give to your partner, worship and touch and presence, or, you know, to show off about how sexy you are to your partner, you mm-hmm. know, because they could receive pleasure in that way, mm-hmm. so I don't know, yeah, it mm-hmm. could be...
1: Mm-hmm. I was something, but, uh, maybe, uh, I lost it. Mm-hmm yeah i i can also catch myself like uh, disconnecting sometimes also with the person Mm -hmm. like it doesn't mean that because because i'm prepared and i've done it many times that i'm going to be sometimes completely here like i might do something sometimes you know and i'm going to judge myself i'm here i'm going to sleep or i don't know you know like something's going to happen and then my mind is going to start to think and i'm going to start to judge myself and be like oh no i'm not i'm oh maybe she got it, you know and and then so then yeah it's a a playful ground where you can see your mind just like yeah. sometimes um mm-hmm. being completely here and having this great connection with the person you're you're, you're giving that gift to mm-hmm. or um and, and also like finding yourself having thoughts and going somewhere and mm-hmm. enjoying yourself and, and yes. thinking or oh she's she, she away, you know like you, you perceive all that, mm-hmm.
0: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so before we we um have you perform for us Um, we're all very excited here in the room, um,
1: oh my god it's a friend of mine, hello Thomas, hey brother.
0: Jacob! Jacob,
2: Thomas is going to be giving you a dance now. It's Don't all end. personal,
1: Oh, yeah, just man. Oh, my God. Perfect. Oh, man. I feel... Uh, oh, I feel really... All right. I'm gonna... So wait, to wait, change. wait. I'm wait, gonna change No!
0: <laughs> One more question from both of you. Give the viewers a tip, some tips, on going into a dance for your lover. Mm-hmm. What would you say are your top tips? top tips?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If you answer, I don't really think about
2: it. presence yeah and touch like very slow yeah for me that that like can help if you don't know what to do yeah if you don't know what to do just go to the touch mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be the there's no technique to touch to touch you know but really slow and mm-hmm. present
1: and connected mm-hmm. for me that's what brings so much more experience into it mm-hmm. yeah. presence is very good but I'm going to say something that's always really boring uh, take your time mm. yes don't rush mm. yeah and that's going to show also like uh, how confident and how how embracing of them for the moment you are uh, you are doing because if you if you're rushing and if you to f- thinking ahead of like what's what you're gonna do then the presence is not that much here But sometimes it's very powerful and if you want to yeah to feel that confidence and to feel yourself sensual uh, and, and sexy sometimes just doing nothing and being here and maybe looking at your partner's eyes can be super powerful mm. and and that's yeah that's sexy for the other person too. that's sensual so if it's the intention of the, of this and i i would say that yeah everyone want to when it's about dancing, everyone wants to dance in a very comfortable place where you know, when you know that you feel good inside. So yeah, taking your time is a very um, important advice, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. rest, all this time in, in this music to just do stuff, but also, yeah, be present and, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm gonna add, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> from someone that came from like, really not wanting to do this I can say that, um, finding this, you know, we said playfulness, but maybe it's such a big word that maybe it's hard to touch what that means. But for me, it was like really um, being able to laugh for a moment, like, you know, that look in your eyes, like, I'm doing this kind of thing, you know, Um, allowing, allowing that. And um, yeah. That, that was a big one for me, knowing that I don't need to be serious Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to seduce, like I can be everything that I want to be.
1: Yeah.
0: That, that broke so much for
1: mm-hmm. me. And uh, so I remember like breaking into that actually brings even more of a, this confidence because then you can accept everything that's going on within yourself, right? So all, all those emotions. You embody them and then they transform into something, into something greater. I remember your face just changing yeah, here when, when you realized you didn't have to be someone else. You just yeah. had to be, mm-hmm. so you had to express however you want. And that's just, from the outside also, it's very much more beautiful to, to watch as a performance also, when someone is just like, yeah, being. Because yeah,
2: it's know, felt like yeah. the other person is a receptive human yes, being. So, so, so. so oh. they can feel you, mm-hmm. and they can also feel when there is
0: maybe another agenda mm-hmm. going on as well and also another thing that i remember is how much clothes you take off like i remember our best dances was me that i hardly took off actually any clothes it was um playing and teasing and uh taking off kind of but then putting it back and you know just playing with this game of uh, yeah I'm, I'm about to do something but i could do anything or not do nothing you, mm-hmm. you don't know yeah what i would do Mm -hmm. All right, so we're gonna begin.
4: I'm not De la
0: we will end. Mwah. You see, guys? Goodbye! <laughs> this is the hate note about money.